Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 86 of the Zoopcast, I believe our second one with Adam gone across the world on vacation. So you hear me opening and I'm here with Louis today, just the two of us, but it is a big yes, episode, potentially a two-parter as we go over our season preview, both league-wide and then more specifically about the Sens. Hopefully the Sens part takes up most of the episode, but we do want to get to league-wide like award and standing predictions for, for the upcoming season as we record this on monday hopefully we're out we had this episode up before the first slate of games but it'll definitely be out of course before the Sens game so let's see what the zoocast thinks and um essentially how the season's going to go because there's no way we make a single mistake so we're kind of just like, like yeah. we're writing script for the nhl season here we can start off like do you want to start off louis talking about who we think will win specific team and individual awards or should we do standings first because i think we could do awards to kind of ease our way into it a little less serious. Yeah, let's do awards. I Because that's one I think is interesting because I think we've, I don't think we've done full standings wise in the past for season previews, but we definitely yeah. have never done awards predictions, I don't think. I, I know we floated it and I believe it's like deep in the planner somewhere um, for like future content. But um, yeah, yeah. We I guess we can, we, can, we can get right away into it with the audience. We can run over it somewhere. What quickly? We're like half an hour on yeah. these these individual awards, but just give quick predictions, and then for standings, yeah, I think we should. It'd be good just to get an idea of who we think sort of rank. We can do all four divisions separately, and then in those divisional rankings, say which of the three teams, or sorry, which of the two teams will be the wildcard teams in the East and West. That way, we mm-hmm. we don't have to rank one through thirty-two, but we can rank one, one through eight in division and just essentially say who we think make the playoffs. So. Yeah, we can start it off big. Start off with the MVP, Louis. Who do you think will win the heart this year? I think it's very obviously going to be a Metzger Joseph MVP kind of year. Um, but no, like really, I was thinking Parker Kelly. I mean, given his preseason, I mean, it was it was quite stellar. So I think he's kind of a lock <laughs> for that. But um, if you're not picking McDavid, I mean, what are we doing here, right? Like, yeah. it's kind of obvious. I don't see him like he's. 
he's going to be just as good as last year, I think. Like especially now that he's reunited with Connor Brown, I mean, it's kind of a kind of kind of an obvious. I pick. think the only the only two things that could hold it up one is if he somehow gets injured. Obviously, we really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, he's so fun to watch, and he's so big for the league. But the other thing is like. You know, who knows? Maybe Drysaddle comes out and he puts up a couple more points than McDavid, and it's kind of just hard to make that argument for McDavid when there's a guy on his own team who put up more offensive numbers than him. But just because that's kind of sometimes what that MVP comes down to. But obviously, McDavid has the name value, so it'll be close. It'll be fun. Like, I feel like Drysaddle, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm guessing he's probably top three or four in betting odds for the MVP. So. Kind of funny to have two guys on the same team be some of the favorites. So that'll probably, hopefully, be a fun storyline to watch. But I don't think we have any doubts that uh, McDavid's our runaway favorite. Yeah. And uh, do we want to go into, because, I mean, we don't really have much of an order here. We kind of just plop them all into the... Uh, yeah, I wrote them down. We can go the in the order I wrote them down. Some of them may be more important and be done later on. But you know what? No big deal. We can talk about the yeah. Lady Bing. I think Jake Sanderson, Lady Bing winner. That's actually a really good like prediction because yeah, um, was it you who had him in your? Uh, yes, I had. Yeah, had which is why I say that. Thing? Okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. I think um, Slavin is also an option uh, mm, because of sure. how good he is defensively and how few penalties he takes. Uh, Braden Point could be one too. I think he only had one minor last I year mean... in the one fight. Yeah, so, how many penalties did Jack Hughes have last year? Is he a guy who never gets penalties, or is that he had well? I know six his penalty minutes last year, which is crazy. Yeah, you know but, what? Like you're right. In the last two seasons, he's had three minor penalties because he had zero in 2021, and he had three minors last year. So he's an uh, if okay, he comes I'm, in, I'm switching the Jack probably Hughes. Probably <laughs> will put up. <laughs> yeah, if he puts up a hundred points, which he probably will, and he takes less than three or four penalties, that, I think that's sort of a runaway favorite there. If he can, if he can stay under ten minutes, maybe, and put up a hundred forty-five goals, hundred points, that's crazy. So that's definitely a good. I think that's my vote. I think the bigger question for him would be health. Yeah, I mean, he played seventy-eight games last year, so he, you know. Yeah, it was his best health-wise season in a while, I think, and love mm-hmm. that because I have him in like all my fantasy leagues, so <laughs> that's kind of huge. Yeah, I think I think that's my that's my vote. Like, for example, we said Slavin and Sanderson. Like, those are good ones. But if Hughes comes in, finishes top five, maybe even becomes an a MVP finalist, and he does all that, go, only going to the box three, four times all year, I think you got to give him the Lady Bing at that point. Yeah, absolutely agree. That'll be our, our, our Lady Bing prediction. You heard it here first. Yeah, exactly. So we'll move on to the, to the Vesna now, I guess. Yeah, I think um, you just roll a dice here and see what happens, but... Vasilevsky's injured for two months, and I don't think he's the front runner. So I don't think you could mm-hmm. really give it to to him, anyways. Like I don't even know that he's a the front runner if he's healthy. But no, it's just there's so many ups and downs. You have to really look at Shesterkin and Sorokin like every year now. They're two of the guys that you always have to keep an eye out on, and Saros as well. But it also just kind of seems too obvious yeah. to pick one of those guys. Yeah, for me, there's like the top five essentially in the league, which is the Saros, Shesterk, and Sorokin, Vasilevsky, Hellebuck group. And those are always guys yeah. that are going to have a look. As you said, Vasilevsky is not going to be... Well, I mean, he, he technically he still could, but he's going to be out for so long, it's pretty much unfeasible that it'll happen. I think 
Like Ottinger could make that jump this year. Ottinger, yeah, potentially. Yeah. I think it's also important. Like, it really often comes down to the defense in front of them too, because a lot of times they're not looking at the advanced numbers; they're just looking at save percentage, GAA, and even record. So, a lot of it kind of leans that way. But I'm gonna say I think Shester, or you know, what, I think Sorokin can will win it this year. That's my prediction. But my dark horse would be Jacob Markstrom because I feel like he has a terrible mm. year and then a good year. Terrible year, good year. And he was terrible last year. So I think he's due for one of his really good seasons. And he was a, he was a runner-up uh, two years ago, so it's not like he's new to That's this. That's true. So I'll take Markstrom as my dark horse, but Sorokin is like the almost obvious pick. I like that pick a lot, the Markstrom one. Um, I Like if, if they still didn't have Flurry, I would have said Gustafson would be an interesting dark horse just because of how good he was last year, but I don't think he'll have the Yeah, starts. I just don't know if he could do that over 50-plus games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think... Hmm. I think I'm going to go Ottinger just in the sense of shaking things up a little bit, but Sorokin seems like the obvious... Like, what would be the obvious yeah, pick? Yeah, that's good. Okay, well, we might have another obvious pick here because our next one is the Calder, best rookie. I think a lot of... Like, almost everyone has their eyes on Bedard. I don't think it's like... Just because he's the guy who was drafted this year, and oftentimes people will look right at you know the top prospect in the most recent draft. But there are some guys who were drafted either last year or the year before who are coming in and might have a sh- an outside shot as well. So do you, do you think it's Bedard by a landslide for now, or what? Okay, so the thing is, like, it could be by... Like, Bedard is just that good that I would not be surprised, and that's what I would be betting on. The thing is, the Calder race this year, or at least the group that will be taking part of it, is really good. Like, you have Bedard, Fantilli, Leo Carlson, Logan Cooley, Luke Hughes, Devin Levi, Zach Benson, Matt Coronado, Matt Nyes, and two, like, it's a really good group. Did you say like, Luke Hughes? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. So, yeah, there's, like, and even Fantilli's look good in Columbus, like, for another yeah. guy drafted this year. Like, I think Levi has a chance to be high. Yeah, it, it, because there's so much upside, right? Like, he could also be not high at all he could even you know not get any votes like that's just how up and down a goalie could be especially as a rookie playing you know buffalo's defense isn't bad but it's not top five top 10 in the league so there might be some ups and downs there who knows but i think like just because if i'm hoping to be right i would pick bedard but i think logan cooley would be my outside pick if i had to make one i think he's playing on a team with no expectations sort of like bedard he's gonna get tons of ice time to get that growth and he's just looked pretty good in the preseason like i Especially if he's playing with, like, you know, Keller, Schmaltz, some of their skill guys. He could make a lot of noise. He just has so much skill. I'd love to watch him uh, put up, like, 60 points as a rookie. But Bedard could also come in and put up 30 goals, 80 points. So, <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I just, what interests me is Bedard not necessarily having the same line mates that Cooley could have. That's where it could get closer. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So. I think Bedard, Fantilli... Cooley, Hughes, Levi would probably be my projected top five for Calder voting. And then selfishly, mm-hmm. I'd like to put in Benson, but I know that might not happen. I just, I'm just such a huge Zach Benson fan. I still you could can't also see that low. Yeah. I could also see in like, I'm not, I'm no Maple Leafs homer, but there are guys on the Leafs who are certainly going to get top six looks and looks with Matthews and Marner on that wing. Like, let's say Bertuzzi either goes yeah. down or that line's not working. Matthew Nyes will get a chance on the top line. And just being able to play third fiddle to those those two guys gives you a shot at, you know, 60, 70 plus points. So I think he's definitely a, 
a super dark horse. Like I'd put him outside my top five for sure, but definitely a name to keep an eye on just because he's going to get that that opportunity that almost no other rookie is going to get. So, but but my vote's Bedard, and my outside shot, kind of like I did with the Vesna, is Cooley. Yeah, I'm going to go Bedard and Levi for obvious and outside yeah. shots. All right, all right. So that moves us on to the Art Ross. I mean, this probably is the same as our MVP, right? Like, it's probably just obvious that you have to pick McDavid. I don't know if you agree. Like, I don't know who else you think could... Like I said, Drysaddle could come in and get a couple more. Yeah, like, I was just saying McDavid's probably get it, unless, like we said, he gets hurt or something. He might even have 15, 20 more points than anyone else, or he could be right there with Drysaddle. Who knows? But if he plays 80 games or more, like... You can put up 140, 150 and kind of run away with it. So we can we can quickly move past that one. Yeah. Which brings us to the Norris, which is a fun one, I think. There's a lot That's of the young most guys interesting this year. one, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like D- Darlene uh just signed eleven mil a year today. He's a guy who could come in and be a finalist or win. Obviously if Carlson's playing in Pittsburgh, he's gonna be in a good situation. Yeah. There's other young guys like Heiskinen could have a big breakout year. I mean, he's already great, but you know even bigger breakout that is just a tough one to me so what do you think louis analytically who are you looking at so i don't i think it's tough because i think if the obvious two for me that i'm looking at is just evidently the makar fox combo at the top yeah um like that that's easily the top two in the league for me for best two defensemen the thing is will makar be healthy enough to win the norse like he played 60 60 games last year wasn't enough Mm -hmm. um but like he still was so good that he got some votes right like i i think i may have omitted him when we did our votes for the norse but you guys both gave him votes and i just did that because i wanted to give different guys votes and i just kind of forced myself to not give him any because he only played 60 games Mm -hmm. but that's just how good he is and odds are he'll play more games than that this year will he play enough i don't know um darlene is a good one high skin in two um I, oh, I I don't like <laughs> I've never liked McAvoy because he was always on like those American teams coming up <laughs> against like or against Canada, Canada. Um, yeah. back in the day but he like and I, I know I think it's the athletic hockey show who always say like he's going to be the one of the best defensemen in the league like history wise to never win a Norris because of how good the pool is and if he some like like if the Bruins get like a 100 plus point season and remain good despite all those departures i think a lot of eyes are going to be on him and he's going to be seen as kind of the guy who's saving the bruins and i could totally see that being being taken up and he's already good enough to legitimately do that right so i think that could be Mm -hmm. interesting um so i'm going to say maybe him and fox are my two my two picks just because of makar's health okay yeah i think my pick and this isn't even like an outside shot I think Darlene wins it this year. I feel like he comes in. I like that. I feel like this is the be- yeah. like I think this will be the best year of his career. Like that's just a feeling I have. Right before his big extent. He cuz he's already signed this year, right? The extension starts next year. I just feel like he comes in, puts up puts up a point per game season. His defensive numbers aren't bad. And especially like we'll do our prediction soon. I don't know if I would have Buffalo in the playoffs. We'll see. If they make the playoffs and he's a point per game as the number 1 D-man, I think he'll he'll get a lot of Norris votes. And like you said, if Makar misses any time, that just gives Darlene that inside edge. But yeah. Darlene, or, or sorry, Makar just seems super obvious because of how good he is. Um, so I kind of want to go a little, not outside the box, but 
I don't want to take the most obvious pick. I think Darlene will have a monster year, and that's who I'm picking. I mean, I consider Darlene, like, he he is just that good. The thing that I will say is, yeah, again, I don't know if Buffalo makes the playoffs. And at that point, that may be not that I think that should be taking stuff away from him, but it probably will in the public eye and, like, in terms of the voters that are that are picking. Um, yeah. And given the amount of young talent that they have, I could totally see him surpassing that even more the year after. Like, once you get another year in of Cousins, if once Benson makes the jump and uh, maybe Matt Subwa and Yuri Kulich and all those guys, he'll have even more firepower to play with. And I could totally see him mm. do even better the year after and then maybe even win a Norris because the Sabres finally break that streak or something. And that would, again, narrative-wise, that would help him a lot. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a good one. Um, I mean, that brings us to another defensive award, but not for the defensemen, just best defensive forward, um, the Selkie. I think Bergeron's retired, so the field opens That's up a huge. little bit more. Whether, yeah. you, whether you think he... I mean, last year he was uh, amazing defensively. Whether you think some of his awards he deserved or sometimes he lost when he should have, he's out of the league now, so he can't win it anymore. So that means someone else. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if some writer accidentally gave him a vote or something just because they forgot he retired, but... Honestly, um, totally. Totally could see that. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, I've just been putting Bergeron in for 15 years. Just like accidentally, you know, leave him on that ballot. But some new, some new options this year. Who do you like? You you've looked at the analytics a lot this summer. I know you worked on some projects. You you're seeing these numbers every day. Who do you have as some of your front runners? Um, I think so. I think if Barkov comes back in full force, I think he could get some some interest. And I know some people say his defensive impact hasn't been as good, but the thing is, it's been good enough to the point where it gets supplemented by such good, like, with puck play defensively in terms of retrievals and breakouts. Um, but I'm not going to pick him. Uh, I'm going to go... I have two options here. One guy who's on the same team, and that's Sam Reinhardt, who I think should have gotten way more, way more interest last year in terms of Selkie. And Mikhail Backlund, especially with the new with the new C on his jersey, is going to get a lot more attention. I think so. Either of those two guys for me would be would be picks for for Selke. I don't know what uh, if you agree mm-hmm. with those. If you have different picks, Backlund's definitely a very good one. I don't really I haven't looked at that at Selke enough. Personally, it's not an award that I'm like. I don't know. I don't really. Not that I don't care for it. It's just I find a lot of times it just comes down to like plus minus or something so it's not really a good indication of the winner but yeah i think just you look at really any center on carolina could get some votes just because of how good they'll be defensively (laughs) as a unit um nico Hishier, i think could like he a lot of like he's like the nhl had him like number 38 best player in the league on their top 50 and a lot of that is his defensive impact because obviously he's not a hundred point player um so i think he's just to be a little different i would say he's but I think the guys you named as well are also obviously really good bets. But my, my vote will be each year for this year. I could see that for sure. Like, I I was a little bit more cautious on... Because he did get a little bit of Selkie praise last year. Um, and as you said, given that he was ranked so high by so many people, clearly they value his defensive value really high. Um, but I think last year was maybe a little too early for him Selkie-wise, but he absolutely has the tools and, like... It still has really good defensive stats, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't think it was Selkie-worthy last year. But this year, I could totally see that, especially given that he has even more insulation now in the top six in New Jersey. Like, he, it, that team's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, so that'll be, like we said, because of no no uh, Bergeron, it's going to be a different race than it usually is. Instead of, like, who's catching up to Bergeron, it's just going to be who's the best. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, we have we have some differing opinions. I mean, we agree with each other's, but our our final answer is different. But we'll see. That's it's always sort of a I don't want to call it a crapshoot, but it's always kind of random. Nobody really knows who's going to win until the actual name comes out. So that is that. I mean, I wrote here the Jennings. I think that's mostly a team award. Like you need good goalies, but it's also very much team based. I think it'd be easy to say who whichever goalies play twenty five games in Carolina. Maybe like, other teams yeah. winning the goals against title. Ottawa, let's go. The Senators are finally no. Um, I mean, <laughs> listen. I think they're actually a decent pick this year because of how much better our defense is and how we have Forsberg and Corpy now. Both goalies put up a nine thirty five just to squeak in. Yeah, exactly. I I still think like I know and I know they're worse, but still having Allmark and Swayman, even if they regress, would be. The, 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 I feel like that's still a good yeah. pick, even though they won't. I just think that. Bergeron's gone, Krejci's gone. I think, yeah, they're gonna see an, a down in goals for up in goals against. Like they still, but they, they did have thirty. They were thirty six better than the Hurricanes last year in terms of goals against. And I want let me check the West, but I want to say those are the top two. Yeah, those are the top two. So they 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 need to make up thirty six to the Hurricanes to pass. Boston, but I could see that happening. Like we said, no Bergeron, no Krejci. They're putting some guys at Omar first, second, and third line center. Yeah, their their top three centers are all sort of a regression from defensively from the guys who were there last year. It's just you know, bigger role, higher higher minutes, higher competition. I don't, I don't think Boston. I think it's the Hurricanes. I think even the Rangers could if Shesterkin has a slightly better season. They were only six behind Carolina. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Carolina up? though I think is it quick uh, I'm not I have no clue is it I, I thought maybe I, he I was know they third. have quick yeah he yeah might not be I thought maybe up. sort of like Martin Jones in Toronto like he's not actually let me check very quick yeah I was about quick. yeah no he is their backup right, right now yeah wow they just have two goalies on the roster so Jeez. yeah maybe that's not my answer anymore but I'm saying <laughs> Carolina anyways I just think the Rangers yeah. are sort of a dark horse just because Shesterkin wasn't quite his usual self last year but if he comes back a little bit that can make up that like six goal difference they were from carolina last year yeah i think carolina's absolutely the way so that would be would that still mm-hmm. be anderson ronta again is that still who they have yeah i think so or did did freddie anderson sign elsewhere i no, don't no, think no. so he signed pretty sure okay let me i can yeah. double check but it's good that we're doing asking this right as we make standing predictions yeah but no, yeah, no still I, I don't remember either of those guys leaving and Ronta still is too. Yeah. And then they have Kochetkov okay. if something happens. Yeah. <laughs> also but, just been loaded yeah, the Jennings... Tampa Bay team today. <laughs> Jennings is just like any goalie to play 25 plus games on the team that um, had the least amount yep. of goals against. So it could just be one guy if, you know, there's a starter and the backup gets hurt and they split games. Like it could just be only Anderson or only Ronta. But we're just going to say Carolina and whoever plays 25 games gets it. Is basically how it works. So Agreed. that leaves us one more, and this is not a not an award that's voted on. It's just most goals. The Rocket, I think. Louis, who do you have? Do you have um like a runaway in your model or anything? Um, so looking at strictly projected goals for this year, yeah, McDavid is number one with sixty in my model. Um, so I think like that's who I'm gonna go for. Second highest is Matthews at fifty two because it 
project him not to play the full season, but even pace wise, he'd be behind McDavid. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, dry could be Saito. up there. Yeah, Robertson, Pasternak. I think, would be awesome. Uh, Pasternak too. Yeah, he was just a little bit, a little lower, but yeah, I'd I'd love to see think, Jason Robertson win it. But I think yeah, it's I, I think McDavid is obvious. That would be cool. I think yeah, McDavid seems obvious, but I'm gonna do a dark, uh, not a dark horse, but sort of a second to not pick the most obvious guy, and that'll be Pasta, just because he's gonna have more offensive responsibility than he did last year because there's just less threats. So I think he's going to be even bigger on the power play. He's going to be relied upon even more when they're down a goal to get offense. So I think like his role kind of switches more from a bit more balanced to, okay, we're going to withhold you a bit from maybe defensive role and just we need you to be scoring as much as you can because they're going to need every, not need every goal they can, but obviously they lost some offense. So I think Pasta could have his best season goal-wise just because of his deployment maybe. Yeah, you could argue he has the best shot in the league. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, he, mm-hmm. among, this, some of the uh, stuff I have on him, like, I, in, in my player cards, I have some badges, and he has the highest slap shot score, uh, I think second highest 1T score, and second highest snapshot score of, like, all the skaters in my model. So, like, it's just ridiculous the, what this guy does. The thing that I will yeah. say is, you think, I guess, well, by obviously picking this, you think that his role increase... And being used more is going to counter, like counter, and even more so the loss in uh, line mate strength. I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's that's sort of what I'm what I'm leaning towards. And I just like I said, McDavid's the obvious pick. I want to pick someone that wasn't the front runner. Just he to scored be sixty-one goals to not last year. So. <laughs> oh yeah, oh one hundred percent. It's not like he's like some trash player who I think is going to have a breakout. I just think everyone's looking yeah. at McDavid for like every offensive award. So. Yeah, pick a, a runner-up or a, again, not dark horse, but second option. Hockey season is so close, and we're fired up about it. But there have been some other sports keeping us entertained while we wait. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away with an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Okay, so now that we've done, yeah, we did the individual awards, we can kind of look at wide standings. We'll just, we'll, we'll say who we think our top three in each division is, and then after that, because that's kind of how it works out anyways, the, the two wild cards on bo- in both conferences. We'll start in the West, just so we can slowly make our way towards the Atlantic and Ottawa, kind of leave some suspense before we move into actually talking about the team. So do you want to start in the Central, Louis, or the Pacific? You choose. Let's go, like, furthest West to furthest East. Because that feels oh, more continuous. Yeah. All right. All exactly. Right. 
So I'm looking here. I think the obvious pick for first in the Pacific would be Edmonton. Um, I think Vegas could challenge that. I think it's... I got to say, the Vancouver Canucks are my favorite. (laughs) No, no, no. Not with the Carson Soucy injury. What do you mean? (laughs) I'm thinking top three would be... Would be Edmonton, Vegas, and I'm thinking Calgary at three. Like I like they'll bounce back. Calgary, really? I feel like that's a dark horse. Yeah, yeah, they could totally bounce back. I mean, full season of the new coach, NGM, I guess. But yeah. like, I mean, they added to Drangovic, right? They lost to Foley, though. Um, I think the rest of their losses were kind of mm-hmm. not a big deal. But it's really that in and out of Shrangovich and Toffoli. Yeah, I don't know. Like, as you said, if Markstrom's back. No, you know what? That's true. Yeah. What about Seattle? I, like, I, I want to be high on them, and I think they totally could be third. Yeah. That's tough, because I don't think there's one team in the in the, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I like President's Trophy. But there's also, like, Five or maybe even six teams that you could totally see finishing first or third, really, I feel like. Maybe not six teams that could finish first, but maybe five. Like, yep. The three you named plus, plus uh, sorry, Seattle and even LA. Like, they could all just, everything could go right, and they could win the division. So it's kind of tough there. It's kind of, I don't I use this word shoot, but <laughs> there's just a lot of playoff bubble. I don't know if you agree, but that's kind of what Yeah, I'm... like, if I'm following, if I'm following what my model has for points-wise, and I I feel like I agree, except maybe I would switch calgary seattle but it essentially has edmonton vegas calgary seattle la and all of them being playoff teams um, but that's the order within the i agree la being the last of those yeah i agree with yeah. la being the last of those i feel like i'm not as high on them as a lot of people are um i agree with your top two as well edmonton vegas i don't know mm-hmm. the order yet but i think they're both obviously playoff teams and yeah, Calgary, because yeah. I picked Markstrom as my dark horse, I feel like I have to agree with you and take Calgary yeah. as the number three. And we'll either see a battle of Alberta in the first round if Edmonton ends up being second or Vegas has a really good uh, series if that's what we were projecting. So I think we agree on the top three there. And then I know you mm-hmm. said the other two you have as playoff teams, but let's at least talk about the central before taking the wild cards. I think there's, do you have an obvious yeah, winner there I- as well? Yeah, I like I I have Colorado there. Like I know, and I know this yeah. is probably high for them, but in my in my model, they I have them as the uh, President's Trophy winning team, and I think that's probably a little too aggressive, okay. um, given some of their depth issues really? at forward. Um, but I I have mm. Colorado first, and then Dallas second, and then it's close. It's a one point differential here, and because of my roots, I will be picking Winnipeg at third. <laughs> And I think Minnesota barely misses out, okay. and that would be crazy for them to miss out. But I think either of those bit guys are interchangeable because they a pretty big drop off after that for me in the West. Yeah, again, I'm going to agree with your top two, and also this time around, I will agree with your order. I think Colorado one, Dallas two, especially you said Ottinger could be really good this year, and I agree with that. So I feel like there might be like a ten point gap between those two and the next team. But yeah, yeah Minnesota and Winnipeg is tough for me, and I think I'm going to just disagree with you on one so that we don't have the exact same 16 playoff teams i think minnesota would make right. it i have big big faith in marco rossi this year i've heard like i've just Hell seen yeah. that he's kind of changed a lot i feel like if he can come in and play in the top six and push someone else down into the third line and that gives them extra depth 
I don't think they need their goalies to be as good as they were last year to make it. I also just feel like the Jets are stuck in this cycle of just being like a 90-ish point team. And I don't know if they'll make the jump to a, like a 90 or a 100 point team this year. So I don't know. I think I think I'll take Minnesota, but again, close. Just I think it's just a preference thing. Yeah, I agree. Like I think um the thing that I will say is I was not a big fan of Zuboil last year on the Jets, and I think adding mm-hmm. in uh a full season, hopefully, obviously, of uh Ayafalo, Velardi, and Perfetti. Velardi's a is big one. Big. Yeah. You know what? It's true. I will, t- you know what? I'm switching my answer. You've convinced me. I, f- yeah. I kind of forgot Let's about go. Velarde. Like I pers- I think that trade was really bad for LA. Yeah. Like I think Velarde could be just as good as Dubois. I mean, he's not the same type of player in the sense that Dubois is seen as this like pest in a sense. But I think, Vel- yeah, Velarde, if he gets the minutes that LA didn't give him, could be like a huge point producer for them. So he's lining I'll up switch on the second back. line I'll- for now. I'll switch it back. As long as Hellebuck, you know, if he can face a little bit less shots and a little bit less minutes, and he's not as, mm-hmm. you know, overworked in a sense, he could also be really good this year too. So I'll, I'll take Winnipeg. I'll flip my answer. Winnipeg, Minnesota, we'll see if I have him in the playoffs in a wild card or missing out, which is what we'll do now. Because we have Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary. We have Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg. And then we need to pick two wild cards between the uh, remaining 10 teams. Yeah, I'm I'm going to lean towards LA Winnipeg. Um just because the, like it's close. I like what I have right now is LA Winnipeg and Minnesota are all in like a 2 point buffer between all of them. Yeah. But I think I'm going to go LA Winnipeg because like if LA's if one of Copley or man even Talbot somehow ends up being just good enough to support their team, they yeah. can make it and then Winnipeg is a question big... I think Question mark for like, is just the the goaltending could be good or it could also be terrible. They gave up disastrous. I mean, they gave up a, a million goals last year, but it could definitely take a step down from what it was last year, which already wasn't amazing. And like I said, they they lost Ayafalo and Velarde, and yeah, they got Dubois. Like they they've got some some good lines up front. Yeah, Brent Clark could come in and be really good right away, or he could have growing pains. Who True. who knows? I think they're a team that. I just didn't don't really see the vision with some of the moves they've made, and I think they they're kind of a team that could be stuck in that like third in the division to to wild card team to just missing out for the next multiple years because of sort of the like lateral moves they've made. So Minnesota over LA, and I'll also have Seattle making it like you do. So that'll be our difference, I think. If, if you're saying you have LA making it, okay, yeah. All right, so let's let we'll have that we'll have that one difference then. Do you have Seattle wildcard one, and we just have the final spot different? Yep, that's good for me. Because I do, I'd say wildcard one for Seattle, and I I think Seattle will have more points than the Jets, but they'll be in a wildcard spot because of the division. Yeah. So we just agree disagree on Kings and Wild, but again, we both think it'll be close. Yeah, it's gonna be tight. So. Yeah. All right, none of that matters though. Who cares about the West? All that matters is the Suns. And they're in the East and not the West. So let's skip on that. But let's start in the Metro. Like you said, let's go left to right on a map. So we can start like top three. I think there's, what would you say, two obvious picks? Or do you think all three at the top are, are obvious divisional picks for the Metro? I think there was a big gap last year. Yeah, I think there's an obvious top four. And okay. an obvious, let's see, there's, an, there's an obvious first within that. 
Do you think the Devils are the obvious first or Carolina? I think it's Carolina. I really. I just I think their system That's and their decor is so good, and the amount of depth they have at forward is just yep. incredible. Uh, I agree. The Devils I mean, are right after them, and I'd have them second. Uh, the Devils, I, I, the way like what I'm looking at, the Devils were okay. So they finished one point off last year. Same amount of wins. Mm-hmm. It was just an OT loss that separated them. They scored quite a few more goals, 25 more goals, I want to say, and they only gave up 13 more. They had a better goal differential Hurricanes. And I just think the Devils have way more core players that are improving, that are still young and going to take steps That's this true. year. Whereas the Hurricanes aren't necessarily old. Like, Ajo is not going to take a step back. The big thing is Svechnikov. Is he back to start the year? Like, obviously, he's going to have he a bigger be role soon. this year than he did last. Yeah. So I think that's a big addition for Carolina. But does that offset adding to Foley, getting a full season of Meyer, Luke Hughes coming in and playing the full year? Like, I could see the Devils winning the Presidents this year. Like you talked, yeah. you said you have Colorado. I don't think it's obvious first. I do think it's obvious top two. So we might disagree on the order, but we both have Carolina and New Jersey first and second. Yeah, so I, I don't think forgot that... about Luke Hughes. <laughs> who, yeah, who do I they don't have think in that affects right now. Is it Vanacek? Yeah, that, that's definitely their their big and I would say only question mark. Um, that's the thing is, for is me is the Hurricanes have hold so up. much to fall back on in nets, and the decor is good enough that that might not even matter. Yeah, but like I said, the Devils only gave up 13 more goals last year. But yeah, they could see some goaltending regression. It is definitely 100% possible. But you know, I just I just like the upside of New Jersey, so I'll take them to go first. But we have the same top two, I think, unless you have someone ahead yeah. of New Jersey. Yeah, I, I, I take it back. I don't think it's an obvious thing, uh, but I think I'd still have okay. Carolina first, even if it's just by a little bit. Okay, so that's our top two. Who, I think, would your, are Rangers number three for you in the obvious top four? Yeah, I have the Rangers third, and then I think given the move that they've made this summer, I have Pittsburgh as number four. And again, this is probably just a this year kind of thing, maybe next because of how old the core is and the guys that they have are. But it's just that Carlson acquisition was so big for them. And then the Rangers obviously are powering through with the power of five alternates. Because like, why do you need that many in your captaincy group? So who are your who are your divisional picks? Carolina, New Jersey, and New York. And New Rangers. York, yeah, yeah. Okay, Rangers. Okay. so we can come back to Pittsburgh when we talk about wild card, which I think will be a a big debate because it's going to have to do with the Sens here. So, yeah. I mean, we'll assume. Let's let's talk about the divisional Atlantic spots. Who do you have? Do we both have Toronto first? Does that feel like the safe bet this year? Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting. Well. Oh, it's tough because, like, you have, obviously, Tampa's regressing and the fact that they don't have Vasilevsky any, like, for the start of the season I mean, they, is yeah. a huge they, And they also just, the second half last year weren't that good. Like, they, they, they were terrible. worked off of a really good first half of the year. So you gotta think, Yeah, like, I think, like, part of that might be, like, they knew they kind of had that cushion and, again, being tired from so many runs for so long. Yeah, yeah. I think they're better than that second half. They totally they are. Tough this year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think Boston is still good. Not that good, though. Like, they still have, yeah. again, amazing defensemen. They still have Pasternak and Marchand. Uh, that goaltending duo, even though it's going to regress, is very strong. And even then, you can see Swayman continue to get better. Um, I think Florida is an interesting pick there, too, because of, like, I think they undershot, and that's obvious by their um, by their uh, their playoff run last year. They definitely undershot their regular season total. They have, I believe, the highest 
forward standings points contributions in my model of any team at 38.1 standing points above replacement, which is not even close to second place being Edmonton at 34.8. So I think they can be an interesting pick. The problem is, again, Montour and Ekblad are out at the start of the season. And then... Yeah, and the goaltending is such a question mark. It's I I think possibly more than any other team. Yeah, even... yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they could get... They could go the first month and have the best goaltending do in the league, and then the next two months they could have a bottom five one. Like it's not even just like a full season question; it's a game by game question for them. I think they they just they're just that team that their goaltending can steal them games they deserve to lose, or they can also lose them games they deserve to win. So that's that's one of those where it just depends which side of the coin you're on in terms of if their goaltending holds up. But I do really like the Panthers. I think they're better than their their point total suggested last season. Yeah, I think I I do think I agree with you with Leafs and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Leafs being first and then I probably have Florida second. Yeah, I think that's what I have too, and I think after those two, and even maybe at the number two because the Panthers aren't guaranteed a guarantee. It's like very open. Yeah. So, who who does your model have third? Is it the Sens? <laughs> who is it? No. The Boston. So, it, it yes, Boston is the next highest after that. But they are like one point ahead of Tampa. That's the thing. Okay, so it's close. It's really close. And then, yeah. Well, how many points is that? Uh, like it's mid low one hundreds. You have like one oh. Interesting. So you have you have Tampa getting having a better season than they had last year. Yeah, because of again that terrible, terrible. Like the, again, yeah. though, I will I will preface this. These predictions were done. Like before maybe Vasilevsky. like a week and a half ago, before the yeah. Vasilevsky injury, and let me just completely and Jonas Johansson. <laughs> yes, Jonas Johansson is their starter. Yeah. So removing their goalie points, it brings them down to like it brings them down to the low nineties. But the thing is that which would be is Vasilevsky's out for the yeah. whole year, which of course yeah, won't happen, of course he isn't. But but, but Jonas Johansson is still their backup when Vasilevsky's back. So even if Vasilevsky oh, yeah. misses twenty games, let's say he's there for the last sixty-two, and he plays forty, that means. I mean, let's just say Vasilevsky splits every game with Johansson if you factor in the injury, and Johansson's playing 40 games. I can't see him in 25 games as a starter. I will like, say Johansson is the worst pace. goalie in my model. Worst goalie that any of my analytics things I've ever seen. Yes, but of co- who knows, man? He's going to come in, and he's so bad that that means he's due for an amazing season because goalies hey, are... Hey, he got goalie, two back-to-back shutouts in preseason, so... <laughs> I don't know, there's just... So many question marks in the Atlantic outside of, I mean, Toronto has a couple, but not, nothing huge. Like, Samsonov has looked really shaky. Is Wall going to come in and be, you know, they also have question marks, but I still think that they're the favorite and there's like a gap. But after that, I think every single team has big question marks. The only obvious to me is that Montreal finishes last. And I think Atlantic, Detroit finishes yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. Detroit finishes seven. I think That's two through six... Could be anyone. Like I don't want to say the Sens are going to finish second. That's very optimistic. But I think two through six is incredibly open. So it's tough. But let's just make our predictions. Toronto one, Florida two. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, and that's this is where it gets. Really and Boston tough. three. <laughs> I think I think Boston three. Yeah, I still think yeah, they, I just, they've got such a good team without Barcelona crisis still. I think if I didn't look, if if you just got into hockey, or let's just say. You had some sort of episode where you literally had no clue what happened in 2022-23. And I look at the Bruins roster, I don't necessarily look at it as, oh, obviously a playoff team. 
but I also can't see a situation where they lose 45 standing points and finish at 90 and miss the playoffs. Like that's just exactly. such a crazy drop off. So I will yep. pick Boston at number three. And I think that sets up who, who do you, so we have Toronto, Florida, Boston, top three. We have Carolina, New Jersey, New York Rangers, top three in the Metro. Who do you have in contention for wild cards one and two? So I think, I think it's a mix of Pittsburgh, uh, mm-hmm. Tampa, Ottawa, and like Boston. If 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 you, or well, Buffalo, sorry, sorry. So yeah, so Buffalo, especially if you add in Devin Levi, I think it's completely yeah. contingent on Devin Levi. Yeah, um, if 100%. he's as good as he was at the end of last year, or uh, well, that's almost impossible given how incredible yeah. he was. But if he's as close to that then I think they could totally be in there. Um, I, I could think... see the Sabres being a team where both... Because last year, they had almost 300 goals, which is really good. I think Is that second mm-hmm. in the league, maybe? It was second in the East. I don't know about second in the league. Yeah. Really good. They also had 300 goals against, which was only the uh, Canadians and Blue Jackets were worse. Jesus. So I think they're a team where both of those numbers could come down this year. Because I think they got a little lucky offensively, but they're also going to get better goaltending this year and better defensive play probably. So I think they're a team like they had a negative goal differential. Yeah, they had 91 points, but it's not like they you know got screwed out of the playoffs. Like they they weren't even a positive goal differential team. So I I see like progression downwards in both of those numbers. So they're also an interesting team. And like you said, Levi, so many goaltending question marks on every Atlantic team. But I would, yeah. I, I personally, without looking at your model, just from the roster and from their season last year, have them in contention for wild card for sure. Yeah, I think they're in contention. I don't think I'm going to say they don't make it because of all the question okay. marks and because the defense is, I think, worse than the other teams that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, if so I were let's to make eliminate picks, them. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's I do elimination first. Yeah. That's so let's problem. eliminate Buffalo. That leaves us with Tampa, Ottawa, Pittsburgh. And the yeah. Islanders, do you have them in contention or no? Do you think they were? I, yeah, I think they're around the same area that Buffalo is. Like, I think Just people are. Totally different I sense. don't want to. They're going to have like 50 less goals for, 50 less goals against. Yeah, I don't. Like, yeah. I think people are sleeping on the Islanders in the sense that they're just bored of them. Like, yeah. They're still like, fine. they're just a lock for like, wildcard to every single year, it feels like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I uh, so do you want to eliminate them? Like do you think they're you say sneaky yeah, yeah. or like under I think they're under, the Islanders? they're under the other teams for sure. So that leaves us with what? Tampa, Ottawa, Pittsburgh for the three wild cards in your model or just yeah. in your opinion? Uh, both. So who <laughs> who do you think is wild card one of those three? I'm gonna go Pittsburgh for wild card Pittsburgh? one. Pittsburgh? Ooh, interesting. I, yeah. That's because so I, tough. I still like, like I like Jari and I think the Carlson acquisition is huge. I think, yeah. like, again, a lot of it is health dependent because of there's who yeah the Mal- I think Malkin are. and Crosby are both just because they're getting older. You know, there's a lot of injury que- even Carlson just injury questions throughout their whole lineup, especially Carlson because of the age. And any one guy is liable to too. just have have a yeah just have a big drop off because they're in their you know 30s now. So, but if everything goes well, they could also probably steal third in the Metro and obviously make it. So. I could see, yeah, I think Pittsburgh is a good bet. Definitely above Tampa for me. So yeah, I'm gonna let you make the pick, Louis. Do you have the Sens making it as wild card too, or do you have Tampa sneaking back in after Vassy comes back? Everybody listening to this podcast will be happy to hear <laughs> that the Sens will be wild card too. Um, wild card too. It's, it's about time. 
it's about time. And they're going to face the Hurricanes in your model then? Or in your yes. opinion? Because you have the Hurricanes <laughs> winning uh, the Metro? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I would take that. Do you, th- do you see Wildcard 2 for the Sens being a success, even if they go in and lose I, yeah. the series in five games? Yeah, yeah. Playoffs is success this year. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree. Win. I agree. You know what? We, getting swept, I would still consider a success, but please <laughs> go in and win one game. Just like. Yeah. It'd be nice. <laughs> show that you got some fight. But. Yeah. It's good. I think, it, I mean, it's important that, you know, there's no reason for negativity other than, I guess, supposedly, you know, the Nora stuff, the Pinto stuff. But I think it's good to still have a positive outlook on a season that everything off ice seems to be going really well. So no need to come in here and be like, no, nah, the Sens are, are going to be 500 and be terrible. So I'm going to say the Vasilevsky injury ends up being the crucial is what make, thing that costs. Make it? Yeah, yeah I'm about to say that. I think that, yeah, mm. uh, like if, if Jonas Johansson comes in and he's, even if the, if he misses and he's 20 Jonas games, Johansson. yeah, and they go eight and twelve, that's kind of hard to come back from. Like, you know, oh boy, do we know? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, like God. it's that American Thanksgiving stat, right? Like most of the teams that are in a playoff yep. spot, but playoff spot by American Thanksgiving, almost all of them make it. So, and that's around, I believe. Actually, I think there'd be even less games played by American Thanksgiving than the twenty, but it's around that marker. So. You know, when the Sens go to Sweden around there, maybe maybe when they come back, that that's really when I think we'll have a good idea of if the Sens are legit, have a have a legit shot at this. So I think that's the big storyline is Tampa versus Ottawa. And I think they play pretty quick into the season, right? That'll be a big game to to get an idea of where both teams are at. Yeah, agreed. Do we wanna do we wanna make a last place prediction? Sure, yeah. I mean <laughs> you have Colorado for presidents? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I, have New like, Jersey. I think that's a good call for New Jersey. Just like logically, I think that's a good bet. Mm. Them or Carolina is who I would pick if I wasn't just looking at that. But yeah, my model does have Colorado, and All I right. think it's just really high on friendship vibes between Dehuay and McKinnon reuniting. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna believe that it was. Yeah. Okay, so Colorado for you, New Jersey for me. I think both of those are really good picks. Probably t- both gonna be in the top five, barring huge injuries. So oh, I don't think guaranteed. there's any like outside the. Yeah, I don't think we have any outside-of-the-box uh, crazy predictions there. Like, my crazy prediction would be Florida, if I had to make a crazy one. Because if the goaltending goes well, they could be a huge... Yeah, like, their they ceiling is go high. out and win 55 games if, they, if their goaltending is really good. So that would be my, like, wild-card pick. But no, I'm taking New Jersey. It feels safer. So, yeah. And who do we have winning the Cup, Louis? Let's do that. Do you oh. think it's your, your president's winner, or do you think someone else wins it? Because it feels like the president's trophy winner never wins the Cup. Yeah, I'm going to sway away from President's Trophy winner. I think I'm going to call a New Jersey... Oh. Edmonton? I want to say New Jersey Edmonton. Yeah, that ticket is so sick. Yeah. Especially if Bouchard's playing top pair. I would actually watch the cup final. That'd be sick. Like Hughes versus McDavid. Yeah, I'm taking... That's my choice, Edmonton. All right, so that does it for our league-wide stuff. We have Edmonton winning... We have, well, we have some differing opinions on other things, so hopefully you've listened so far and you don't need a, a two-minute recap, but I think we, we've done nothing crazy in our predictions, all pretty standard. We have the Sens making it, which is the most important part, because we're about to start talking about uh, their season yeah. and, you know, individual predictions, team predictions, some, you know, what we think the lines should be, and maybe some storylines that we should have to follow and how, the, how we think those will unfold. So that'll do it for part one of our season preview episode. It's a really long one, so decided to cut it in two. And if it's not posted right now, it should be very, very soon. 
and that'll be everything sense preview wise so hopefully you guys can tune in there and hopefully you enjoyed this first part and we'll see you again very very soon take care everybody